0: Just a reminder, it's probably been some time since we talked about this. Uh, We uh, began talking about what does it mean to be blessed. and uh, That term is thrown around so much that oftentimes we don't think about blessings in an appropriate way. We think, you know... Uh, you know, somebody said tonight. You know, when we heard about somebody needing prayer, oh, bless their heart. You know, uh, we we tend to throw blessings or blessed or blessedness or whatever around a lot, and a lot of times we don't really think about that too much, other than the fact that we're trying to say, you know, well, I hope they feel better. Or I hope they they do better. I hope. Uh, sometimes it's because. Uh, you got somebody that's not doing so well up upstairs and they having a hard time Uh, understanding what's going on oh bless their heart Uh, meaning you know they're just too dim witted to understand what's going on and and they're a a special person that needs our blessing then we talked about also about the blessings that are mentioned of course throughout the bible and and uh, uh, we could not even begin to talk about blessedness without thinking about the Sermon on the Mount which Jesus shared about uh, blessed blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek you know all those different blessings that he details there and that uh, that kind of goes to the whole understanding of blessings in the Bible and and um, it is a uh, so we never really got around to talking about what does it mean to be blessed or blessedness and and uh blessings or blessedness really relates to a couple of different things either uh, we're talking about giving a blessing towards someone as we mentioned uh, in the Old Testament, referring to a blessing of a patriarch down to a Descendant, a son or grandson. As we saw in the case of uh, Isaac um, and Jacob and Abraham, we saw how they blessed their children as they came to the end of their life, and and uh, we think about that in terms of of well, uh, they're uh, imparting upon them a blessing to have a good life, to have lots of children, to have uh, their enemies taken care of. But what does it mean for us? What does it mean today? Blessings. Well, a blessedness is uh, a condition or a state of being uh, in God's grace or favor. And I think someone here might have mentioned something about that in terms of being in God's grace or in God's favor. And uh, the words blessings that we have in the Bible come from a couple of different words, and I'm going to share with you a couple of them. Um, the blessings translate to uh, words... Uh, In Hebrew, there's one word that is is Asari. And there's another word that is uh, Baruch. And those two words are the words that relate to blessings and and uh the reason there are two is because it relates to two different types of circumstances. Uh the first one, asari, it relates to uh blessings that you and I might impart towards one another, but the baruk uh the baruch, uh you gotta have that thing in there for it to really be the right uh, pronunciation but uh, uh in hebrew uh it 's kind of funny there's uh, this word is composed of three letters, basically in the Hebrew, and uh, it 's a b a r and a k. Um, but we kind of fill in the vowels in there. But when you say it, you're supposed to try and say it without the vowels in there. And and that refers to a blessing that God might give. And that's that word. And that word alone is used whenever it refers to a blessing of God. Well, in Greek, uh, there's a couple of uh, words as well that relate to blessing. Uh, There's the elogetos and Makarios. And these two words uh, are used for blessings as well. And elogetos is the word that uh, relates to... It is set aside only for when uh, God bestows a blessing. And uh, you don't have to... I mean... You don't have to write those down or anything like that, but you just need to know there are two different words for blessings in the Hebrew and in the Greek. Uh, You know, the Hebrew relates to the Old Testament, the Greek to the New Testament. And um, these words suggest a... Uh, when, especially the words that relate to uh, God, the uh and the uh those two words relate to the blessings of God that uh, he bestows upon those who are believers and and it it relates to uh, divine protection basically it, if you have the blessing of God upon you uh, for instance when um, Abraham uh, was, if you remember your uh, uh, narrative from Genesis, I don't like saying story because that connotes, uh, well, this is a story and it may or may not be true. I believe all of the bible is true so when i try and say when i'm talking about genesis i talk about i just refer to it as narrative but uh when we look at the uh the life of abraham as he is uh there with lot and they're uh enlarging in their abilities and enlarging in their uh, sheep and and their families, and all of that, remember lot had to separate and Abraham had to separate remember uh, it 's because they couldn 't their shepherds were getting into fights uh, uh, for resources for their sheep, their herds there wasn 't enough plains and fields with lush grass, and there wasn 't enough water so because they had their flocks were getting so big, and that relates to uh, the blessings of God upon them, and they're just, their wealth is growing. So uh, Abraham comes to Lot and he says, uh, you pick the direction, you go that way, I'll go the opposite direction. And what did Lot do? He, he saw all the lush fields and all the uh, valleys and everything related uh, over towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, I'll go that way. And Abraham said, I'll go the opposite way, okay? So uh, things are going fine and Lot goes towards Sodom and Gomorrah, remember? And he kind of gets mixed in with... He pitched his tent towards Sodom, remember? And and uh, so he kind of gets engulfed into that community uh, because he gets closer and closer to Sodom. And eventually uh, Abraham hears word that Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and and one other city has been ransacked and uh, all the inhabitants have been taken captive and Abraham understands what the implications. Lot's been taken captive and so he gathers all of his hired servants and they go trooping off after uh, the armies in order to free the people. And if you recall, uh, in Genesis, it talks about how uh, Abraham goes and and liberates those people, sets them free. The three kings of those uh, city-states, they offer to Abraham a reward. of. They said, uh, take all the possessions, all the plunder of war. You just allow, please just allow the people to go free. And Abraham was like, I didn't do this in order to, to enslave all the people. I did this to set you free. And, and so he, um, he says, I'm not going to take anything uh, except for you know, the needs of my men and that kind of thing. And uh, the uh, kings come and they bless him. They bless Abraham. And uh, one of those kings is Melchizedek, and they uh, offer up a blessing on Abraham you recall all of this or am I just okay y'all I'm just making sure you're keeping up with me okay so uh, uh, this blessing that is given uh, to Abraham relates to a blessing of um, in essence it talks it talks about how uh, Abraham is blessed because of what he's done, and they give an offering to Abraham uh, no Abraham gives an offering to Mikel's deck and uh this is kind of where we get the understanding of a tithe uh, the ten percent and all that kind of thing and um but this relates to uh, the fact that he is blessed because of something he's done he's blessed uh, and he's uh, this king is 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 offering a blessing upon him for His actions. It's a reward. It's something that He has attained because this is kind of like the idea of uh, when I, Remember I talked about covenants when we talked about Abraham and his covenant with God. And a covenant was something only a king could grant upon someone of a lower status. That it, it was something that, that someone of high authority would, would convey upon someone that was of lower. And it related to the fact that the person that was receiving the covenant... It's not that they did anything. It was simply because they uh, were being uh, given this covenant by the king, uh, this monarch, uh, lord, or something like that. Um, And... Uh, it it was something that they were receiving because of the generosity of the monarch. This blessing, though, is different. It's not like the covenant in that it was something uh, because of something he had done, uh, not done, but because of something he had done. It was because of his character about the fact that he didn't want to accept any of the plunder of the war. He was simply doing this uh, in order to free the people. Now, uh, when we see blessings in the Bible related to God towards us. This is not the same kind of blessing that Abraham bestows upon his children or the one that he receives from Melchizedek. It relates to divine protection. Uh, um, It is invoking uh, trust on the individual towards God because of what God is is providing. Blessings relate to this divine blessing, uh, this divine uh, benefit from God. Uh, divine protection it is uh, and in English when we talk about blessings and we talk about uh, these things it's important to look at the meaning of things and uh, where we get the meaning and the word for blessing in English relates to our understanding of what the word blessing means and uh, the The word in English, uh, blessedness, is derived from a root word that uh, is for blood. And it carries with it the suggestion that something is uh, set aside through sacrifice. And of course, when we see blessings in the Bible, we know that uh, those blessings, in our understanding, are... Through sacrifice, right—the sacrifice of God, the blessing of God to towards uh, uh, mankind—is through the blood, shed blood of Jesus Christ, right? And and this is all uh, related to the sacrifice that God made on our part, by sending Jesus Christ and His death on the cross of Calvary. So every aspect of the Christian life is embraced by the blessedness of God related to the fact that God has... Uh, provided this uh, sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the Old Testament blessedness uh, in in many instances involved material possessions like uh, um, the blessings related to a patriarch to uh, a child or a grandchild, or the fact of of Abram or Abraham being receiving the blessing from Melchizedek but um, when we look at forgiveness in the Bible, and particularly in the Old Testament, like we looked at in Psalm 32 uh, related to blessedness, it is referred to as blessedness coming to those who have their sins forgiven. Remember? And uh, uh, all Christians are blessed simply by believing in, and hearing uh, the word of Jesus, uh, the message of Jesus Christ, and we see that in the Old, in the New Testament. Uh, I want us to look at Psalm 91 for a minute. If you'll turn, I know you've all been waiting for me to say a uh, passage of Scripture and wait for me to... To tell you to look somewhere. Psalm 91 is one of my favorite psalms because it talks about, uh, and it's one that a lot of times I'll read to someone who might be in the hospital. It is uh, a psalm that 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 I. Uh, like a lot is one of my favorites and it deals with the blessings of God Psalm 91 says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty and I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. This all relates to the blessedness of the one who places His and and see blessings and blessingness coming from God all relate to a matter of trust. Who do you trust? Do you trust God? Is God uh, the one that you trust for the the things in your life? The uh the and And that goes all the way through the New Testament in terms of uh, do we trust in God to provide for uh, the blessing of His divine protection in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ uh, for our sins. And so he says, uh, the one who dwells in the secret place, and and what this is, is... Kind of bringing to mind is, and several times uh, the Bible speaks of God as like a uh, Jesus even uses this terminology of of like a bird who wants to cover his wings and uh, protect the brood of uh, from danger. Um, Jesus talks about Jerusalem in that fashion wanting to protect uh, like uh, a, a bird would protect uh, them by covering them with the wings. and This psalm here talks about a secret place, this place in which you find refuge, this place in which you receive uh, care from God. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is referring to what you would do if you, like for instance, if you were in your home tonight and it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're sound asleep and all of a sudden you hear uh, a a big bang somewhere in your house. You're there, you're vulnerable, you're resting, you're sleeping in your bed and you hear this noise that sounds like someone maybe trying to kick in your door or someone's trying to uh, to... Uh, break in a window, this large bang, and you, your immediate thought, especially if you have children, is what? I'm going to go and I'm going to get my children. I'm going to get them and I'm going to protect them, right? Now, you putting your arm around them is not going to keep uh, a whole lot away from them, but that 's what you do. You grab your children you 're trying to calm them one for one, and you 're also trying to protect that child, so you grab them and you're you 're holding them, and maybe you even might uh uh some of you ladies, you remember how they used to take your dresses and cover over a child, you know, with, when you used when ladies used to have those big billowy uh, skirts and everything like that. This is all the symbolism that's found in this passage. The secret place in which God is hiding you is—it's a place of security. It's a place of comfort. It's a place of uh, protection. And 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 think about that in terms of. Uh, where is the shadow of God? Somewhere very close to the side of God. Uh, and verse 2, it talks about that relationship. It says, I will say of the Lord, He is my uh, refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Uh, surely He will deliver thee out of the snare of the fowler and out of the noisome pestilence. Uh, away from the north from pestilence and he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust his, his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler and so we're having a couple of different uh, metaphors and that is one of again the remember I talked about the feathers of the of the, of the bird that is, is covering the brood whether it's in you know I love the internet and I love the things you can find on it. And those images of the the eagle's nest watching the uh, birds hatch and everything. When they're very young, just little tiny little eaglets, um, the mother protects the bird from the elements and everything. That's the image. And then also the image of a mighty fortress, God being this fortress, this buckler, this uh, uh, protection, a shield. Uh, for us. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night uh, nor for the arrow that flies by day uh, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness uh, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday and so he 's talking the psalmist here 's talking about all the different things that may come, and the blessing that we receive by the fact that not only do we uh, do we place our trust in God, and he gives us this protection, but he also gives us the uh the confidence of knowing. That none of our adversaries, none of the things that would harm us, are able to harm us because God is our protector. God is the one who is overseeing our protection. He's the one that's going to keep anything from coming to us and harming us. God is the one who's who's there uh, to to give us this protection. And he says, now, I'm not worried about any of those things. Look at verse 7. It says, A thousand shall fall at thy right. Hand and and ten thousand at thy uh, right hand, uh, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh to thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou and so all of this is referring to God's protection, the trust that we have, and the the. Uh, the confidence that we gain in seeing all of this going on all around us and we're not having to worry about any of it happening in our life. Why? Because we are blessed of God to have Him protecting us to be our shield, our buckler, our uh, fortress, uh, the one in whom we trust. Uh, We know that we can trust in God. This is what God says of the one who places his trust in Him. He says... um, uh verse 9, "...because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For He shall give His angels charge over thee to keep thee for, uh, in all thy ways." Does that sound familiar to you? Remember, this is the uh, uh, part of the uh, the text that Satan used to try and tempt Jesus to uh, jump off of the temple mount. Uh, He says, look, God's not going to let anything happen to you. And he quotes this verse. He says, you jump off of the top here and and the angels will just come and lift you up. Uh, God's not going to allow anything to happen to you. This is the Scripture that he quotes, misquotes uh, to Jesus. He says, "...He'll give angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Uh, They shall uh, bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt uh, tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion, and the dragon shalt thou trample under the feet." Uh, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him and I will set him high because he hath known my name. Now this is what God is saying. He says, uh, because you've placed your trust, I'm going to ensure that you're not having any... Uh, nothing 's going to come up against you. Nothing is going to harm you in fact uh, you 're going to be able to uh, to see every all of your enemies fall by the side and even those things like a lion or a dragon uh, serpent, anything like that uh, none of that will harm you and God will even send his angels uh, Uh, to protect you and God says in verse 14 because he has set his love upon me here's the reason why God is giving this blessing to this person because you've trusted in him and placed your love upon God God says therefore I will deliver him I'll set him on high because he hath known my name he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life will I uh, satisfy him and show him my salvation. All of this is a blessing of God because... We love him because we and and that's what the blessings of God are all related to. Trusting in God, trusting in Him, because He has given us this sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, uh, of keeping His word. A couple of verses in the New Testament related to this. Uh, if you turn to Luke chapter eleven and verse twenty-eight. It says, but he said uh, Yes, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And so uh, these blessings are related to placing our trust in God, keeping his word. Matthew eleven six talks about perseverance in the face of a trial. Uh, And all of this is because we keep God's commandments, because we trust in Him, because we place our love in Him. So blessedness, particularly in the New Testament, relate to the things in which God is is able to uh, endow us with because of His sacrifice and because of the love that we have for Him. Uh, Peter talks about the blessedness of God in Matthew 16, verse 17. And because uh, we stand at the head of his uh, message because uh, Peter in particular is sharing the gospel and and all of this and because he is uh, doing all this, uh, we'll just turn over to Matthew 16. i make sure I got the right verse here. when we place our trust in God when we do the things God calls for us to do He bestows upon us blessings Uh, Jesus answered and said unto him blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee but my Father which is in heaven So, uh, uh, Simon Peter is making the declaration of who Jesus Christ is Jesus says who do you say that I am Uh, and uh, Peter says, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God," and Jesus says, "Blessed are you, because uh, flesh and blood has not bestowed this upon you, um, but because you—it's been revealed, revealed by the uh, Father in heaven." These are all blessings that relate to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So. Um, those are that 's the background of blessings in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and we see the blessings that come because of what jesus christ has has done for us, but we have other blessings that are throughout the bible don 't we We also see uh, not just simply the blessings of being cared for and and uh, provided for, but we see the blessings that relate to uh uh, other things as well and we as we get move through this and as we uh study this we're going to see uh the different types of blessings uh losing blessings why people are blessed uh why people are no longer blessed uh that kind of thing you, you know you see People like uh, in the Old Testament, uh, Abel and Seth and Noah, these people who are blessed of God because they trusted in God and they followed after God. But you also see people like Cain and Canaan who fall under God's disfavor because they do not fall after God. They don't uh, fall after Him. And this all points back, back to this also, this uh, this understanding of, in the New Testament of the, the blessings of God coming on those who trust Him, those who love Him, those who obey Him, those who keep His commandments, those who follow after Him. Uh, those That is where the blessings come from uh, because of what we do in terms of uh, our association to God. Uh, so that's a whole lot to do. And so we're going to go through those things and we're going to look at how uh, the blessings of God are bestowed upon people and and when they're taken off of people. Uh, and, of course, we understand and know the blessing of God comes to us when we place our trust in in jesus christ as i talked about this sacrifice that's given the blessingness blessing uh the root of uh word coming from blood referring to a sacrifice that's given the blessing of jesus christ the blessing that uh, that comes to those who place their trust in jesus christ this is the greatest blessing of all uh, not just simply, you know, we get so wrapped up in the things of this world. We think of, when we think of a blessing from God, uh, we kind of think in terms of, I mean, if I should have done this at the beginning. Um, uh, what do you think of when you think of blessings? Well, A lot of us think of blessings in terms of like if we happen to be on a deserted island and we come across a, a weird looking lamp. And we get to rubbing it, and, we, and a genie pops out of it. You know, that's that—that's the image that comes to our mind, right? Because we think, okay, if you if you came across a genie that that gave you three wishes, what kind of things would you wish for? And you can't wish for more wishes. Um, a lot of people would wish for more. A lot of money or or great, uh, not not just money but great wealth or or have great prestige power uh... you know be made the president or maybe you don't want to be president maybe a a king or a ruler of a a, uh... country or something like that Uh, you want to have a lot of people want different things, but those kind of things come to mind when we uh pose that kind of question. Well blessings fr- from God are, of course we know there's no such thing as genies. We know that uh that, that that doesn't happen. But we kinda treat God the same way we would a genie, don't we? Uh we think of blessings and we think, Okay, well if God was gonna come and bless me, what what's that? And we begin to think, well, I'm not I must not be blessed because I'm not uh, gazillionaire. Well, I'm not blessed because I don't have great power and, and prestige in a country. I'm not the ruler of a nation. I'm not uh, uh, the captain of an industry or something. Uh, that's not necessarily a mark of blessings. But yet, that's the kind of idea that we get because of the fact that we have this whole mentality of God as a as a a, a wish granter. Well, that's not what blessings mean. And yet when we talk about blessings, a lot of times we talk about it in those terms, don't we? We see somebody that's got a big house and everything's beautiful. Oh, you're blessed. You've got all of this. Maybe that is a curse to that person because they got to keep it. As a homeowner now, I realize you have a big house, that means you got a lot of responsibilities. There's always something breaking. I was mowing my grass today and I came past a part of the fence and and it tore off one of the things that goes down, you know, that makes up the fence and I looked at it and it it wasn't even bolted on or, or screwed on or nailed on. It was just glued on and I'm thinking oh my goodness uh, but there's something else I gotta fix. And yesterday it was something in the bathroom that falling off that because I'm a Uh, you know a big hairy monkey i'm in there doing stuff and hit it hit something and it uh, fell off the wall i had to fix that and uh fix i talk about fixing I, i didn't fix it i just screwed it back on the wall uh but uh for me that's a big accomplishment to just screw something back on the wall but uh uh you know you saying all oh, that person's blessed cuz they're living in the Biltmore house they're living in this big beautiful house and and all of a sudden well no from their perspective no that that's a lot of responsibility that's a lot of worries I I wouldn't want to pay taxes on something that big, let alone have something that you have to fix all the time. We see somebody that's got all the money in the world, and it seems like everything's going fine. But you get to talking to them, and they've got all these worries and these concerns and all these problems and and uh, all those things that we think that are blessings on people. That's the superficial things of the world, and it's not really—they're not really ever satisfied, are they? You talk to anybody that's got a lot, and guess what? They want more, don't they? And when you talk to them, they're also worried about somebody getting all that stuff that they got, and they, and they got all these cares and concerns because, well, I got a lot, but somebody's going to come and get it. I got to protect it. I got to keep it safe. I'm going to, and and all of that creates problems, 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 and and. To me, that's not blessedness. But the blessings that are talked about in the Bible talk about the sacrifice of God, the sacrifice that He gave, the sacrifice of what uh, He gave for us. And am I right? The sacrifice God gave, you couldn't pay for that. You couldn't pay for what God gave. You couldn't pay for the fact that He sent His Son to die on the cross for our sins. That's something that's priceless, something that's that has no monetary value, can't be purchased, can't be bought. And yet, that's the blessing God wants to give us, the greatest blessing of all, Jesus Christ. So, And with that comes all the blessings that come with being a part of the family of God. So we're going to explore those things. We're going to look at those things a little bit more in detail. We'll have one week and then we'll go back to, or maybe two weeks and then we'll, have a break and then go back to it again it'll be slow it's slow but we're getting there we're getting along there and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh to cover all the aspects and if there's some aspect that you want to talk about uh and study a little bit deeper we can look at that as well but uh, let's join together for prayer and ask uh, thank god for all the blessings he's given us